the Circle. Produced by Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. This is tribal sovereignty. It's our children's future. It's what our ancestors and our elders fought for. It's what we continue to fight for today so that our people may live. This is The Circle, brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. I am Ray Rowland, your Community Engagement Coordinator, alongside our Communications Director, Brandon Ecofee. Um, we're here again uh, bringing you all the information, news, and updates from the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. You can catch us twice a week here on Keeley Radio, as well as catch our new and past episodes on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Podbean.com. As always, we want to hear from you. Send us your questions, concerns, or topics of interest, or anything that you might want to hear on the show. You can reach out to us on social media or give us a call here at 605-721-1922. So big things happening this week as well as throughout the rest of the month. So we're going to go over a few of our upcoming events as well as uh, some updates from the Oyate Health Center, the building, the assumption, all kinds of cool things, exciting things happening, historical things happening this week. Uh, so, Brandon, you'll want to kind of give us a walk through uh, our play-by-play of the assumption and, and kind of from the start to where we're at now. Sure. You know, you've seen or you've heard lots of talk about 638 just the other day. You know, OST Council was at least passed a motion to send it to a referendum vote as to if the people want a 638, their, their local pioneer service unit. And, you know, it's a separate, completely separate deal from the Yate Health Center and, and what the health board has going. Um, most people kind of, you know, know the history of, of the Yate Health Center, but just to recap it, um, in the early 2010s, 2011, you know, IHS was really on in the spotlight for some of the healthcare deficiencies that came out. You had the Dorgan report come out. Um, you had a child um, almost lose their life there up, up at the um, Susan Hospital. Um, area office, regional office, wasn't as responsive to tribes as the tribes thought they should be. So community members in Rapid City um, approached their tribal council representatives and, and you know, kind of urged this 638 process to move forward. And, you know, that led up to decisions or, you know, the move in 2018, a couple years ago, to where Cheyenne River and Ogallala Sioux Tribe moved forward to 638, the Rapid City Service Unit. And at the time, the two tribes chose the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. They approached the health board asking them if they had the ability to, to manage the contract, the master health care contract, on their behalf. And after some review, you know, the health board, you know, um, with their experts online, their board of directors, um, saw that, you know, that, that this was a, a good opportunity to improve care, improve health outcomes for tribal community members living in Rapid City in Pennington County. And so the decision to 638 went forward and the Oyate Health Center opened up. And for the first couple years, Rosebud was not part of that process. Rosebud um, had opted to, to continue to, to utilize Indian Health Service for their tribal members up here, um, at least give them that option because, you know, Oyate is already seeing a lot of Rosebud tribal members um, at their facility, but in December, um, Rosebud saw how well the Oyate Health Center had been doing over the last couple of years, how wait times had gone down, more providers, more services, just a better, better overall healthcare experience for tribal members in Rapid City. And 
noticed that, you know, this is, you know, this 638 process is working in Rapid City. It was working in Pennington County. And so they decided to also join the contract. And so yesterday, Monday, was the first full day of operations at the Oyate Health Center um, with all three tribes under one contract. So, you know, IHS left the campus, opened up a whole other floor in the old Susan building at the Oyate Health Center. And so now we're, we're all on the same page, all three tribes in the region, three large tribes in the region moving forward to take part in this, this 638 process and this exercise in sovereignty in, in seeing what it's like to, to manage their own health care. Um, you know, a lot of the discussion, you know, you watch online and there were concerns um, by a lot of community members, you know, you know, if the tribe was in the right position to, to manage health care or, you know, whatever, you know, 638 always brings up those conversations about, you know, who, who's best to run a, a program. And what's unique about the Oyate Health Center um, is that the three tribes contracted with the health board as a third party entity to make sure that improving care was the focus, you know, like, you know, all the, the micromanaging sometimes that occurs um, in IRA governments are the, you know, the, the tribal tribal political issues that sometimes, you know, inflict cultures in, in 638 programs. What's unique about the, about the Oyate Health Center is it's separate from all of that. The three tribes recognized that, you know, that, that sometimes that happens. So they said, let's have a third party manage it, a third party manage the facility. That way, you know, some of the, the political issues and, and things like that, that sometimes rear their heads at the tribal level wouldn't impact the care. And so the Oyate Health Center receives governance and, and, and some guidance from the tribes. But the day-to-day -day management of the facility is 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 handled by the health board and the Oyate Health Center's board of directors and the Mini Luzaha We chose on a community advisory committee. So, you know, there, there's all these layers of protection that, that keep, you know, kind of the petty political stuff from, from interrupting the process. And so after two years, we've seen the growth of the org. We've seen the growth of the facility. We've seen the expansion of services. We've seen the patient count go way through the roof. And even though the patient count's going way, way, way up and we had the same amount of space, wait times are continuing to go down. You know, you don't have those eight, nine hour waits or whatever used to go through up at Susan before the decision to 638 and, and open Oyate Health Center took place. So now we are, you know, after, you know, two and a half years are now all three tribes together moving forward. You know, it's an exciting time at the health board, at the Oyate Health Center, just seeing what, what's, what's improving. I mean, you have a, I think we have a list of all the cool um, alternative care model type things that are taking place. You know, they do equine therapy, they do yoga, they do virtual counseling, they do um, awareness walks. And that's in addition to kind of the, the normal things you'd think of up there, you know, orthopedic specialty clinics we're doing, um, you know, all kinds of different things. Women's health, you know, we work, work, to, work closely with Native Women's Health, the tribal program. Um, we're applying for some grants alongside of them to make sure that, you know, they have the resources they need and the, the ability to expand their capacity to improve things for our Native women living in the area. But, you know, we're getting ready to move into the new building, the new Oyate Health Center, that massive facility that's building, being built on the west side of Rapid City. 
um, things are kind of falling into place. You know, went through a couple years of dealing with a lot of misinformation, you know, a lot of, you know, attempts to, to kind of thwart the project or undermine the project by people who didn't believe in it for whatever reason. But, you know, we're at a point now where the numbers don't lie. You know, the number of staff don't lie. The wait times don't lie. All the things, the positive things that, that we said were going to begin taking place at the Oyate Health Center if we went this route are starting to become realities. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time, you know, when you think about, you know, what we've been able to do up here as Pine Ridge OST weighs their decision. They're going to go 638, um, Rosebud, you know, they already passed, I think, I don't know if it was a year ago, but it was a while ago that they said that they're going to 638 their facility over there a couple of years ago. So they're moving forward in that process. I think that's still, you know, a year or two out, but they're pretty committed to doing that at their own facility there. So, um, you know, when there isn't a whole lot of tribes in this region or this idea of 638ing healthcare was originally brought up, you know, it's kind of new to the area. But after two years, I think the Oyate Health Center and its accomplishments have shown that it, that it is possible to, you know, for tribes to take control of, the, of some of their programs and improve them because it's happening right now in Rapid City. One of the things, too, that I, I hear a lot about is that um, 638ing and us, you know, Oyate Health Center specifically allows the, the government to get out of their responsibilities when it comes to the treaties. Kind of speak on that and kind of clear some of that up as to how it's not the case. Yeah, you know, um, there's a, a, a few approaches or a few answers I've heard to that. Per, me personally, you know, I look at it like, it's still funded by the government. You know, it's still funded by the Indian Health Service. So the money that comes out of D.C. allocated for Congress that's meant to go to tribal health care and to improving care for tribal members living in Rapid City is going directly to the community. But, you know, when it's with IHS, you know, it goes to their area office, trickles down to the service units, um, is used for a lot of administrative costs, you know, to, to pay for buildings and, and office space and in Aberdeen or whatever. And so the people actually end up getting only a fraction of the money that was meant for them. You know, treaty guaranteed, trust relationship guaranteed funding, you know, is being soaked up by the government when you stick with, you know, that that route. But when you go 638, you know, getting that lump sum of money and, and that additional funding to be able to say hey look we know what's best for this funding we know how to use it better than they do you know we know our communities better because we are the community we're part of the community is is a better route but the treaty itself you know it, it never said that you know you had to use indian health service you know it said that the federal government needed to provide health care and that funding is still being provided you know it's still not enough funding or the amount of funding that that's needed to improve care but when you get a big lump sum of it that isn't chopped up in, in different places on its way to you you know i feel like that's a more efficient way efficient use of them them funds but you know what people are always going to have their opinions on it but you know you look at you know which facilities across the country that are actually improving care that are actually making major major differences you know for their people there's 638 facilities, you know, IHS has been stagnant for a long time. And, and, you know, it's not a knock on anyone's, any individual that works there, you know, they're all passionate, they all care for their community, for their people. But 
you know, figuring out new strategies and new ways of utilizing funding and accessing funding is, you know, in the long run, a, a better strategy for, for changing lives. I mean, you look at what we're doing with behavioral health, our ability to, you know, when you look at Indian Health Service had three behavioral health providers working in Rapid City for decades, you know, serving a patient population of 27,000 people. You know, we went from three to 17 to 19. And then, then today I read an email and it looked like, you know, the number of providers we have at Behavioral Health is somewhere in the 20s. So, you know, seven times fold, you know, seven fold what IHS was doing before. We were able to fund, you know, just by leveraging funds in, in a different way and, and pursuing grant programs and, you know, pursuing, you know, cheap leases that we're able to do as nonprofit and as a 638 contract, you know, there's just more room to improve care under that model. But, you know, holding government accountable, you know, is the other route that people talk about, you know, we need to hold IHS accountable. We need to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. And, and if tribes choose to go that route, you know, that that's cool too. But trying to hold IHS accountable and trying to hold Congress responsible, you know, hold them up to their obligations is very hard, you know, when, 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 you know, they just haven't responded well for decades, you know, tribes been barking at IHS, improve this, change this, change that. And you haven't seen a lot of changes, but in two years at the Oyate house center, you can see all the changes that have taken place, you know, all the help that we're getting to the community and, you know, improving care. So, you know, it's a couple, it's a tough decision. You know, people, you know, are used to IHS, you know, a lot of, a lot of people like their IHS care, um, in Rapid City, you know, we just been able to employ a, a different strategy that, that you know, for all intents and purposes, is paying off. You know, it, we're proving that that it can work, and you know, you can hold IHS accountable. You know that that can work too, but you know, the on the the flip hat on the other side of the coin, you see what's taken place in the last two years up here, and it's pretty amazing. And so what should our, our relatives expect when they come to the Oyate Health Center, you know, coming from IHS or the second floor? Any sort of major changes or anything that they have to do when they get there? You know, the only thing that, that people need to do is come to the facility and open up a new chart. You know, get your chart opened up, get, you know, get all your, you know, your, your ducks in a line, make sure it's there, um, make sure everything's is, is handled. You know, I think that we anticipate a smooth transition for most patients. You know, most patients shouldn't have no problems. Hey, I was an IHS patient last week. IHS closed down. I need to establish care here at the Oyate Health Center. You know, it shouldn't be hard. You know, I, I think that we have plenty of staff who, who went through this process one time already. It's their second time, you know, kind of taking on an influx of new patients. And we should be ready. You know, I think there's a lot of information that's out there that we've already done. Um, you've probably seen our full page ads and, well, Lakota Country Times and Native Sun News. But one of the other benefits, you know, of that that's going to help patients is that, you know, I think we got like 35 um, employees come over from Indian Health Service. Um, we did a, we did an orientation the other day. I think there was 23 in the Friday new patient orientation, 14 in Monday's new patient, new, not new patient, but new staff orientation. So picking up, you know, you know, all that expertise from the second floor who, who's joining us at Oyate Health Center should be a, a good process. And we have a few of the providers um, like Dr. Reyes and her husband uh, who has also joined us that were at IHS for a while. 
Um, so you'll see some familiar faces now on the third floor. Are we utilizing the second floor for anything as of right now that you know of? Or are we still like adding more clinic rooms? You know, I think or? that's going to be, you know, right now they already have people moving into offices now. Um, IHS left Saturday night, which was probably Friday afternoon. And so the movement into that second floor, you know, more exam rooms, you know, more waiting room space, you know, more office space is good. But, you know, you know, come the end of this year, you know, we'll be ready to move into the new Oyate House Center, that brand new $120 million facility that, that's going up. So it's an exciting time in Rapid City. Just, you know, the tribes put themselves in a really good place by 63080 when they did. You know, a lot of the, the kinks have been ironed out. Transitions have been improved. Policies have been improved. Systems are improved. More care, you know, an additional location for behavioral health. And now a whole new building. So it's it, it's an exciting time. It's a good time. You know, if you want to watch what 638 can do, you know, the Oyate Health Center is a perfect example of that. Um, and if you're just joining us, uh, this is, again, The Circle, brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Oyate Health Center. Uh, I'm Ray Rowland, along with Brandon Ekfee, our communications director. And we're just discussing the assumption uh, happening at the Rapid City Service Unit and Oyate Health Center. Uh, a lot of big changes that have gone on this week. And so uh, with all these changes, uh, you know, PRC, our Purchase Referred Care, our formerly Contract Care, there's no change in that, right? That's set by Congress that we have to abide by every year or every time that we get funds them, right? There's no major change there. Yeah, no, PRC, Contract Health, you know, has always been, and still is, it's, it's, it's one of the most difficult federal systems for our people to, to navigate. Um, you know, contract care, uh, PRC, is, is the funding that's set aside by Congress for each service unit for when individuals need to be referred out to a facility other than their local IHS or their local tribal health care facility. And that amount is set by Congress, and how that money can be sent or be spent is determined by Congress also. So when you're under the IHS system, there's very limited room for you to innovate and expand and improve that that system itself under 638 um compacting you know where we're not at yet we should be moving into into the fall we're 638 contract right now but under under a 638 compact you get kind of the freedom to do what you want so you know whether it be buying people insurance um you know creating you know you know other kind of I guess, you know, lifestyle improvement type stuff that will keep you from getting sick, um, you know, to save on PRC dollars. All the options are, are open. But, you know, we've, here we picked up the fitness center too. You know, there was talk yeah. of the fitness center up at the Susan campus um, closing when IHS left. But that grant that, that funds it um, was absorbed by the health board. And so we picked up some, some talented staff from there and the building and Hopefully we can get them on in the next couple of weeks to, to talk about what, what the facility is doing and, and um, you know, get some more people enrolled in that special diabetes program to help prevent health issues or major issues from getting to them. And then just as a reminder too, all IHS issued PRC referrals and claims generated by the Rapid City IHS service unit prior to February 26, 2022, are the responsibility of IHS. So if any of our relatives have a bill from a referral that was done or completed prior to the 26th, uh, you'll want to contact the Great Plains Area IHS at uh, the following. Um, be 
605-226-7286 or 605-226-7405. You can get a hold of the Great Plains Area IHS if you have any questions concerning those referrals done and completed prior to February 26th. Um, And then, yeah, if you have any questions uh, regarding any of this or any of what we have mentioned, uh, give us a call here. Again, we want to hear from you, the people for which we serve. Give us a call at 605-721-1922. A few events that we kind of want to go over as well. Um, One of the big events that we have uh, coming up here soon. Um, Well, it kind of actually started, I think, a week or two ago, the Healing with Horses. Healing with Horses is a free event for our community members. There are limited spaces for each session, so we highly suggest that you jump online and register for that. You can see that on our Facebook page. Or if uh, you're unable to attend as well, please let us know if you've registered before and unable to attend. You could give uh, Stacy Eagle Elk a call for all the information and, and registry information. Uh, you can reach her by email, uh, stacy.com eagle elk at g excuse me gptchb.org that's stacy spelled s-t-a-c-i dot eagle elk e-a-g-l-e-e-l-k at gptchb.org or uh, give her a call at 605-415-3530 all of the horse events and there's a various scheduling of them, I believe the next one is going to be on the 12th, I want to say. Um, anyway, jump online and check out the schedule there. All the events are from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., located at 3315 South Valley Drive in Rapid City. Uh, give, give them a call if you have any questions on the Healing with Horses events at 605-415-3530. And another one we have, a teepee and culture event on march the 11th from 1 to 5 p.m hosted by the great plains tribal opioid response team and so we invite you to come and learn about teepee culture and how to care for a traditional home uh it will take place in the grassy area on the north side of the behavioral health uh oyate health center behavioral health building located on 725 north lacrosse street and then for more information on that you can contact behavioral health at 605-718-5095. And then we have uh, the next event later in the month is the Calling Back Our Fathers. It's a free family wellness and education event hosted by the Healthy Start, uh, Great Plains Travel Leaders Healthy Start Program. That's March 17th, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. It is a free event to all families. Um, and it's just about, you know, family wellness and strengthening the family and, and giving education um, information on on those types of things. So join us. There's lots of different things going on. Um, they are going to have door prizes. They're going to have games. They'll have speakers. It is all free. So if you have any more, uh, if you have some information that you'd like to share during that education or if you'd like to attend, get a hold of Brian um, at 605-721-1922. Um, and we'll get you hooked up with him for more information on that, as well as uh, Circles of Care, uh, which is 
ran by Altina Three Star Circles of the Care is a community uh, support groups offered by Oyate Health Center at our Lacrosse location. Uh, they serve as training for friends, family members concerned about loved ones who live with a substance use disorder. Uh, the program is based on a community reinforcement and family training, the craft model, a highly effective evidence-based motivational program that impacts communities and families in multiple multiple areas of their lives. Uh, so if, if you have any questions on that, you, again, you could call Altina uh, Three Stars at 605-718-5095. Brad, any other updates or any information that you want to share uh, before we take off? No, if any questions about the transition, you know, the the health board here, you know, you know, the, the choice for, for 638 down in Pine Ridge is up to the up to the people, up to the community. Whatever you all decide to do is, you know, a wonderful decision. You know, you, you, know, you get a choice. You know, you, get, you stay at the IHS or, you know, you, you choose the 638 at your facility. But, you know, there's been some ups and downs to the process, some pros and some cons. Um, after going through it for the couple, couple last couple of years, the org really has a, a unique understanding of the process. So any questions that you have, um, any thoughts, you know, you have discussion topics you want us to talk about here on the show, give us a call, shoot us an email, you know, and, and we'll, we'll get you the accurate, you know, kind of no-nonsense answers. You know, I, it's important that the community be informed when making these decisions, and, and the health board's a wonderful resource to pr- provide information that, that's needed and want it. So if you have any questions, you know, hit up me and Ray um, through our social media, you know, or through health board social media, and, and we'll, we'll get your questions answered. All right. So, yeah, this has again been The Circle brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. Uh, for Brandon and myself, we thank you for listening with us. Uh, join us every week. Uh, we are here Tuesday at 5 p.m., Fridays at 12 p.m. Send us all your questions or anything that you'd like to hear on the next episode at 605-721-1922 or hit us up on social media. Yeah, again, thank you. Uh, this has been The Circle right here on Keeley Radio.